You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith, sitting in today for Owen Schroyer. I got too much news, too much news to cover. We're going to get into the Tunnels under the Jewish headquarters in New York. We're going to get into Ray Epps and uh, January 6th and the Fauci testimony that's happening in the German farmer protest and the war in Israel and DEI. I'm going to try to jam it all in these three hours, but God only knows how I'm going to do it. I, I know one thing I'll do. I'm, I'm going to j- sort of pull an, pull an option play here and uh, not go to a uh, new report by John Bowne. I was going to do that for the first five, but I think maybe instead we'll just go through just some of these headlines or some of what is to come in today's uh, program. Yes, we are going to be talking about the tunnels that were discovered. And to be honest with you, I honestly, I just think it's funny. I really do just think it's the funniest news story Let's just say the funniest news story of the year. I know we're only nine days into January, but it set a pretty high bar for hilarity. And we'll show you the videos and speculations and reactions to the discovery of these tunnels. In case you haven't heard, it was the it's the uh, Chabad Lubavitch headquarters. The story at Infowars: Riot erupts at Chabad Lubavitch headquarters after NYPD uh, New York. Police Department moved to seal secret tunnel discovered under building. So a riot broke out as police moved in to seal up and fill with concrete tunnels that had been secretly dug under this temple or headquarters for the uh, Chabad Lubavitch organization. Again, from the InfoWars article, chaos broke out at Chabad Lubavitch's headquarters in Crown Heights on Monday after NYPD moved to seal a newly discovered tunnel, the Orthodox Jewish Hasidic dynasty built in secret under the synagogue. And you're seeing some of the videos here. There's lots of videos of this. Uh, The original account that had been posting all of them deleted all of the videos. He said, I don't want my videos being used to uh, progress anti-Semitic ideas. So he took all the videos down. But fear not, ladies and gentlemen, I have I have downloaded pretty much all of the videos that he posted, and we have them all, and we'll show them to you. Here's some of the people being arrested. Ten people were arrested after the breakout of this extremely chaotic event. Chaos at 770, a chaotic scene at Chabad, uh, Chabad headquarters in Crown Heights after Bokurum ripped wooden panels to prevent a cement truck from sealing off recently discovered tunnels. Just to... Just to lay the groundwork here, I, I mean, I find this story kind of hilarious. I mean, you've literally got uh, this th- that video. Hold on. Go back to that video. There's a video of a dude literally popping out of the ground like Bugs Bunny and running away and stiff-arming the cameraman. Could we go to the ones called uh, Secret Tunnel Entrance? Secret entrance to the tunnels clipped in. Yeah, that one. (laughs) Let's go to that video. This is one that was captured. I mean, if this wasn't on video, folks, it would never be believed. It would never be believed. Can you imagine seeing this and not having a camera to record it? Be like, I'm walking down the New York street. This Hasidic Jewish guy in full Hasidic garb pops out of the ground 
and stiff arms me as he runs away. I mean, what is happening here? It's like Bugs Bunny meets a cops episode. It's completely insane, completely and utterly insane. Again, we're going to get into just what these tunnels were for, what they could have possibly been used for, why they said they have them, why the NYPD is filling them up. But just to be perfectly clear, it's extremely dangerous to be digging unpermitted tunnels underneath New York City. Can we just be clear? This has nothing to do. I mean, I've got statements here from groups saying ah, this is an anti-Semitic conspiracy there. There, there was no big deal about these tunnels. You're digging tunnels that are unpermitted from hitting gas lines to undermining the foundation of buildings. This is like an extremely dangerous thing for them to do. So why were they doing it is the question that we'll try to ask. What's in the tunnels? And can I go in the tunnels? Can I hang out in there? That sounds kind of cool, actually. We'll be right back. Harrison Smith presents War Room on InfoWars. Well, folks, we told you 2024 would be exciting. We told you it would be bizarre. We told you that you would be seeing things this year that would beggar belief. And boy, is 2024 delivered right off the bat. The images that came out yesterday from the discovery of the tunnels beneath the Chabad at Lubavitch headquarters are truly inexplicable to me. I mean, I don't understand them for the life of me. I can't figure it out. The memes, the memes from this event are hilarious and legendary. I don't, it's, it's very strange. It's very strange what's going on. There are no simple answers, I don't think. I don't know if there are any answers. First of all, you've got the tunnels themselves. Why were they dug? How were they dug? Who and why and what? Just what? What? What is going on? I don't think we have a good answer to that. But on top of that, why are they rioting to prevent the tunnels from being filled up? This is what I really don't understand. I don't, I don't have a good answer for it. The story again is at InfoWars. Riot erupts at Chabad Lubavitch headquarters after NYPD moved to seal secret tunnel discovered under building. Chaos broke out at Chabad Lubavitch's headquarters in Crown Heights on Monday after the NYPD moved to seal a newly discovered tunnel the Orthodox Jewish Hasidic dynasty built in secret under the synagogue. Okay. I guess it's called 770. 770 is the chapter, I guess, of Chabad Lubavitch. A chaotic scene at the Chabad headquarters in Crown Heights after Bokurim, which I I don't even know what that word means. Does that mean somebody who's in Chabad Lubavitch? Anyway, they ripped up wooden panels to prevent a cement trunk from a truck from sealing off newly discovered tunnels. The NYPD are on the scene and 770 will be closed shortly to regain control. Here's how it started. Bokurim ripped wooden panels to prevent a cement truck from sealing off uh, discovered tunnels. They then went inside the tunnels and started to learn. The NYPD was immediately called. The Bokurim refused to leave the tunnels. Community leaders were called in to help defuse the tense situation. <laughs> what was that call like? Uh, sir, you need to get down here. The NYPD are here and the guys, well, they're not leaving the tunnels. They're not getting out of the tunnels, sir, and we need them out of the tunnels to fill them with concrete. And they, 
they won't leave. Again, uh, Daily Mail has a, s- a similar headline here. Riot breaks out in NYC synagogue over secret tunnel. Again, I just don't understand. I just honestly, why are you rioting over this? I'm trying to put myself in their position. I'm trying to understand what it would be like to be a part of a religious organization that is digging illegal tunnels underneath New York City, and then when the police come to fill it up, they're so infuriated by this that as a group, they riot and actually attack the police officers. Ten of these guys have been arrested so far. And, I mean, the reaction to this is very bizarre, too. Now, it didn't it didn't start yesterday. The videos came out yesterday. But, in fact, there's stories from all the way back in December and maybe even earlier. This one's from December 22nd of last year. Tunnel found burrowed under women's section of 770, possibly destabilizing the building. Again, digging a tunnel underneath a building, and the size of these tunnels is they're very large. I mean, they're very large. And we can go to some of these videos here. Uh, I believe uh, clip 14 or uh, clip 19 or clip 11. We can go to clip 11 too, and we just roll these as, uh, as B-roll. Find the video of of the actual tunnels where they're walking around the tunnels because you need to see how big these things are. I mean, this isn't like a thing where you got to crawl in. I mean, these are they've got full fledged doorways and I mean it's it's, and look there and they're flipping over pews. Like, what are they? Why? What is going on? What are they doing? They're ripping up their own pews and going completely insane to prevent their secret tunnels being filled up (laughs) again. I don't. Okay. (laughs) So it says, shock and horror in Crown Heights. So this is in Brooklyn. After a tunnel was found burrowed underground in the most unlikely of places under 770 Eastern Parkway in Crown Heights. All right, so 770 is the address. No, we really aren't joking. Not an Israeli replica of 770 in uh, Erzat Yisrael. 770 Eastern Parkway, the headquarters of Lubavitch in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, United States. The accidental discovery happened nearly three weeks ago after a series of incidents rang alarm bells uh, with the Geboim of 770. The Union Street homeowner who spoke with CrownHeights.info said that they'd been hearing suspicious noises at night in their home for a period of time. As the noise continued, the concerned homeowner notified someone of the sounds and their suspicion. And, you know, I knew I should have... uh, I knew I should have printed this this tweet. Uh, I chose not to, but there was actually a guy who months ago was posting things saying, I swear I'm not crazy, but I think there are Jews living under my house. It's the craziest thing. Richard Stro- uh, Strocker, at Richard Strocker on Twitter, posted this uh, on the 11th of December. I swear I keep hearing Yiddish under the floor of my New York apartment. <laughs> I live at ground level and we have no basement. He said, there are Jews living under my apartment. I hear them. It's like they're digging or something. For the record, I live at ground level and we do not have a basement. He retreats saying, I'm not crazy. Some of you owe me an apology. (laughs) It sounds crazy. It sounds completely insane. They're under the floorboards, man. I swear, man, they're tunneling. They're tunneling under my house and speaking Yiddish. Crazy. Completely crazy. So... This was real, I guess. They've been hearing suspicious noises at night in their home, so they're digging at night, apparently. 
for a period of time. As the noise continued, the concerned homeowner notified somebody of the sounds and their suspicion. Around the same time, construction work was underway, placing new plumbing near 770. As the work neared completion, a trench was dug to lay a water line as the surprised workers were shocked to find what appeared to be a tunnel underground, according to a source familiar with the incident. Another instance I really wish we had video of. I really would love to see... I mean, I, I don't know. I assume that there were people in the tunnel at the time. I assume they broke in and saw some shocked faces on both sides. Yeah, for the record, I had to delete my original post months ago because people called me schizophrenic and anti-Semitic. Apologize. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Again, we're, we're going we're gonna to get into what this... Like, why this is actually important. It, it's strange because the excuses that they originally were saying about these tunnels have been proven untrue, right? Originally, they said, actually, these were tunnels that we dug to avoid COVID lockdown measures. And I actually saw an account that was like, you should be praising the Hasidic community for, you know, resisting the lockdown. Well, this is America. We all lived through the COVID lockdown. It was pretty brutal in places like New York, but you could still walk down the street. You could still leave your house, right? You could still get around. This wasn't China. This wasn't Australia. They weren't locking you in your house. So it doesn't even, that doesn't even make sense in the first place that you would have to dig a tunnel to avoid COVID lockdowns. Also, the digging occurred in December and really, they say that this started about six months ago. So that was long after the COVID lockdown expired. So it's like it's one thing to have something weird. Like this is weird. This is very weird. Everybody, I think, get, understands that it's very weird that you've got this hyper-religious community building secret tunnels underneath their temple. Like that's weird. And it should make anybody go, uh, what? What are you doing? Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, if it was the Mormon too. It's like – you know, tunnels underneath the Mormon temple. It's like you, you, we have questions. We have questions, very legitimate concerns about what this means. But there could be some reason, right? They could just be, oh, no, we're just building out the basement and don't like doing permits. Hey, nobody likes doing permits. Lots of people do work on their house without, uh, you know, permitting it correctly. That would kind of be understandable. So why make up the thing about the COVID lockdowns? Why make up a obviously disprovable lie now i'm really interested in what this is about i thought maybe there was an innocent excuse but now you're lying to me about it which makes me all the more suspicious we'll be right back i'm not on team nfl i'm not on team nba i'm not on team olympics i'm not on team globalist or wokeism in the new world order i'm on team humanity ladies and gentlemen that loves god and loves our families and loves humanity and knows that we're destined to do even more incredible things than we've already done together and so inspired by my conversation with elon musk recently where he agreed with my idea to call it team humanity we've launched two limited edition t-shirts at InfoWarsStore.com. Let people know that, hey, it isn't about the football games or it isn't even about the UFC. It's about teen humanity being under globalist attack. You can 
wear it. It's a great conversation starter, and you know it's supporting the info war that is at the very tip of the spear in the fight for Team Humanity. Get your limited edition Team Humanity t-shirts right now at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you. A lot of listeners have complained in the last two years that our amazing high-quality coffee has not been available. And that's because the prices went up too high for the raw beans and the quality had gone down some. I turned down so many companies that wanted to work with us. But now we have brought back the coffee and it's even better from a national supplier that's veteran-owned and veteran-operated. It's powered by the company Minuteman Coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best tasting, best smelling, strongest coffee that I have ever drank. It is game changing. All you got to do is buy a bag of it and try it. I know you're going to be hooked, which will then fund your operation a 360 win. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now for Escape the Prison Planet Light Roast. That's the strongest. The amazing Medium Roast Wig of America. And finally, the best tasting Dark Roast Tip of the Spear, now exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. Get your coffee now. Infowars.com forward slash show. Welcome back, folks. Yeah, we're talking about mysterious goings-on in the sewers beneath New York City. Not turtles, but Hasidic Jews wandering around beneath the streets. And we're not going to – I'm not going to spend too much more time on this. Uh, I I honestly just think it's funny. I don't think that this is um, some massive conspiracy that's – you know, will embroil the highest ranks of whatever. I I don't think it's as big of a deal as a lot of people are making it. I do think it's extremely funny. I think the videos that are coming out are just utterly baffling to me. And I think there are some things that are worth uh, pointing out here and looking into. As after all, the organization Habad Lubavitch is not without its controversy and a history of extremely disturbing claims about uh, the organization that date back decades. And again, I just, I, <laughs> I, I guess we got to talk about the Jews. I guess we just got to talk about the Jews as a concept because it's like incessant. It's like, I follow something like 2,000 people on Twitter. It's like every other tweet mentions the Jews. Good or bad, right? Positive or negative. There's like this obsession that's growing. Obviously, it has to do with the Israel war. It has to do with claims of anti-Semitism, destroying the First Amendment, you know, making the anti-Semitism illegal, these sorts of things. But I don't, I don't see it as, as all that complicated. You treat people the same no matter who they are or what they believe. 
And so it really doesn't matter to me if if this was a Mormon temple. This was a Mormon organization. And there were videos of a bunch of Mormons rioting because their secret tunnel was getting filled up. It would be equally hilarious, right? It would, it would also be equally questionable. And you'd say, what is this? What is going on here? What is this extremism that we're seeing on display? Because there's – I mean this is extremist, right? To, to riot and attack police because they're filling in your secret tunnel. This is strange. This is bizarre. And so I know it's uh, yeah, this is a true footage, true footage here for our television viewers. Careful where you step in New York. You never know what lies beneath your feet. <laughs> Could be a big old party. But I just I, it's, it's just very weird to me how it's like half the people will just like not say anything about Jews like they like you can't say anything about them without being a Nazi, the other half like only wants to talk about Jews, and it's just like, why don't we just talk about the people doing the weird things, uh, no matter who they are, what religion or ethnicity they are? Like, I just, I don't get the extremism on both sides. The dichotomy that uh, exists is alien to me because I, don't, <laughs> I have a lot of Jewish friends. I don't think any of them are digging secret tunnels. I don't think that's happening. But I don't, maybe I don't have any Hasidic friends. Maybe I maybe I need to make some. Maybe I could hang out in their tunnels. I don't know. But it it is very strange. It is very bizarre. And uh, there are no simple explanations, really. L at some B I know on Twitter has a quick timeline of the 770 tunnel drama. She says, 770 Eastern Parkway is the world headquarters of the Chabad Ludovic Hasidic movement. And that's another thing, right? This isn't just a random synagogue. It's not just a random temple somewhere. This is like the headquarters of a worldwide organization that's been around since the 40s and is hugely influential uh, in the Jewish community and outside of it. It's Chabad Ludovic I mean, I think a lot of people have heard about it. Chabad, also known as Lubavitch, Chabad and Chabad Lubavitch, is an Orthodox Jewish uh, Hasidic dynasty. Chabad is one of the world's best-known Hasidic uh, movements, particularly for its outreach activities. And this is all just from the uh, Wikipedia. Oh, I guess they say it was founded in uh, 1775, so that's very, very old. I thought, uh, I thought it started around the 40s, but I'm wrong about that. So anyway, again, this is not – it's not just like a random synagogue. It's like the headquarters. It's the headquarters of this organization where these tunnels were discovered. Originally built in the 1920s as a medical office, it was purchased and converted during the 1940s. Maybe that's what I was uh, thinking of. So this building was converted in the 1940s to be a headquarters uh, for this organization. These are just various articles that span from December 22nd, 2023 to today from a single source. It lays out uh, who knew about these, and it's the article I just read you, tunnel found burrowed under women's section of 770, possibly destabilizing the building, Again, this is another uh, point that needs to be emphasized. That this isn't just some small-scale thing. These were huge tunnels that could very well have caused buildings to collapse. They could have – I mean especially if it's not permitted, so it's not on any record. So if you have other construction going on, which was I guess how this was discovered because they were laying some new um, water pipes and broke into the tunnel by accident. And 
you know, but if they're building a new building and think that the ground beneath them is solid and are laying a foundation or building something and there's a collapse and either the people in the tunnel get killed or the people in the building collapse and get killed, like this is an extremely dangerous thing to do, especially in New York City, especially without permits and experts and engineers, although clearly there was some expertise in building these. And the video and the uh, photos show the, the scale of these tunnels. And so what they've said is uh, Rabbi Brown audio, a group of people who are not appointed by anyone have taken control of the Holy Shul of 770. So one of the uh, rabbis of Crown Heights, this Crown Heights organization, has been appointed leader of Crown Heights Abad and have broken their silence to call out the actions surrounding the tunnel of 770. And they're basically saying that th- these are like young guys in the organization that were doing this without approval. They say that uh, as, as L wraps it up, TRDL, too long, didn't read. There has been a known power struggle going on for several weeks at that location, centering on the tunnels in particular. My hypothesis is that when the new NYPD officers took a tour on January 2nd, questions were raised, which, read, uh, which led to last night. So again, she's going through the timeline and showing that these things were maybe discovered in uh, or, or late January. And then you have this story gallery, new NYPD officers assigned to the 71st precinct learn about the community and tour 7070 770 uh, 13 new police officers starting their careers on the 71st precinct were given a tour of 770 eastern parkway uh, and this was i'm not sure about the day oh this was january 2nd yeah so the nypd was given a tour of this uh, place uh, the new officers on the 2nd of january and then shortly after uh, they raid it and find these tunnels so uh, we'll, we'll continue this on the other side, and then we'll move on. We do, I mean, Trump's in court, and Fauci's being questioned by Congress, and the war in Israel is uh, taking a, a different path than uh, what many people were led to uh, believe it would take. So we'll get into all of that later. Don't worry, but we're going to figure out this tunnel thing once and for all. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B-complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, so this is the actual video of the tunnel. And you can see it's uh, pretty thoroughly built out. There's a stairway down. Pretty long stairway. I mean, that's a couple floors. 
here looks more sort of amateurish, but the, the walls are still tile. I mean, this is a big construction job. So I don't know how much of this was dug in the last six months. And there you see a baby high chair on the side. A lot of, pointy, a lot of people pointing to that out, saying, are there, were there children in these tunnels? There's also in one of the... And there you see them breaking through. Okay, so that really is like a... Like a Vietnam style, a Hamas style tumus, uh, uh, tunnel, if you will. Again, just what, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? That's a lot of effort. That's a heck of a lot of effort to dig tunnels. So again, from from Daily Mail, and just to just to lay this out. So in late December, people were hearing. We're hearing suspicious noises under their house, so they called the police. They discovered these tunnels. On the 2nd of January, the new NYPD recruits are given a tour of the headquarters here. It's the headquarters of the Chabad Lubavitch organization. And then on the 8th, yesterday, they brought in a cement truck to fill up the tunnel, and a riot broke out. As these guys attacked the NYPD in an attempt to stop them from filling in the tunnel. Just, again, very difficult to even wrap your head around any part of this story, any aspect to it. When cement diggers and construction crews, this is from the Daily Mail article, showed up last night to fill in the tunnel, the young men protested, throwing themselves in the way to block their efforts. It took the NYPD to forcibly remove them. Videos of the incident were later shared on social media. Twelve people were arrested and remain in custody. They have yet to be identified. The wooden walls of the synagogue are pictured being ripped apart, as scenes the rabbi said were mind-boggling. Yes, it's I am boggled, that's for sure. The NYPD was called in to get the young men out of the tunnels and to allow the passageway to be filled with cement. Members of the synagogue on Monday ripped away wooden panels inside to reveal the entrance to the tunnel and to prevent the tunnels from being filled. And again, we can uh, go to some of these videos. We can go to clip number nine here. Chaotic scene at Chabad headquarters in Crown Heights. As you can see, the – and let's just go ahead and roll this. We don't need to hear it because it's uh, just a bunch of yelling, as riots typically are. Uh, and And this is the aftermath, right? This is after they've torn down the wooden panels. And you can see the guys in the tunnels refusing to leave. Again, what is going on? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, there was a strange, a strange occurrence when a, a, a stained mattress was pulled out of the wall. We can go to clip number twelve here. Roll that as uh, as B roll. So I believe that's the actual sort of earlier on when they're still tearing everything down and they're removing that. There's a, a mattress getting pulled out that I guess was inside the wall and there they're tearing down the wooden structure that I guess had been built to cover up the tunnels. Again, that's just it, so many aspects of this are just like, what is going on? Why did they do this? Why was it so secretive? I, it's all very strange. The purpose of the tunnel is unclear. The website forward.com reported it was designed to reach an abandoned woman, woman's mikvah or ritual baths. The website said the tunnel had been dug to expand the synagogue, although it was unclear how it would do so. The tunnels were discovered in December, and the synagogue's leaders called in structural engineers to assess the damage. On Monday, cement mixers arrived, and uh, some of the men attempted to charge back through the tunnels 
as large crowds jeer the police. <laughs> and yeah, there's video of, uh, of several people being led away in handcuffs. I guess 12 have been arrested at this point. An NYPD spokesperson told Daily Mail on Monday, police responded to a 911 call of disorderly group outside of 770 Eastern Parkway within the confines of the 71st Precinct upon arrival Officers were informed that a group of individuals unlawfully entered 770 Eastern Parkway by damaging a wall. At this time, it's known that a number of individuals were taken into custody. And then the video of – I mean the video of the guy popping out of the ground and running away as he stiff arms the uh, police officer, clip number 10. It's like a cartoon. And it's like I don't even understand what I'm seeing here. Like. I mean, maybe just stay in the tunnel, dude. Like, we're, there's a guy with a camera right there. He sees you, and he, like, stiff arms the guy and runs away. I don't get it. I don't get it. And so the rabbi, I guess, of the synagogue was like, I had no idea this was happening. He condemned the young men. He said they arrived at the site ready to destroy and deface the holy walls and urged other members of his community to call them out in all possible ways and in strong terms. Uh, Braun said he was horrified. They vandalized the shul or synagogue. He said, demolish and destroy a shul. Never mind the dangerous aspect. Never mind the religious aspect. It's mind-boggling. Braun, this rabbi, said the actions of the young men was painful to his community. They need to be put in their place, put in their place, and so many meanings of the word. (laughs) He concluded. Okay. All right. So now we have the full story, I think. Uh, As much of it as anybody knows. Again, there's lots of footage of this. There's lots of photos of this uh, from crownheights.info. First photos leaked of the tunnel under 770. This was all the way back in December 2023. If we can go to a document cam, you can see uh, just the, the number of uh, pictures of this that were first published uh, in late December. And then we've seen the video that sort of gives you a better idea of how this whole thing was uh, constructed and, and operated. But there you go. There's that. And again, if you just treat this like any other uh, religion, well, that's not really how it works because obviously this was going to immediately get picked up from all sides. People who are anti-Jewish saying there's children being kept in there. Uh, other people uh, like the Chabad Lubavitch organization saying – Dad, this is this is nothing. This is it's a, a a minor business, uh, minor building code infraction. What's the big deal? It's like, wow, well, it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of this is kind of insane. Statement by Chabad Lubavitch headquarters. This is uh, the statement they came out with. The Chabad Lubavitch community is pained by the vandalism of a group of young agitators who damaged the synagogue below Chabad headquarters at 770 Eastern Parkway Monday night. These odious actions will be investigated and the sanctity of the synagogue will be restored. Our thanks to the NYPD for their professionalism and sensitivity. We're grateful for the outpouring of concern and for the support of our Chabad Lubavitch institutions around the world. That's what the chairman of uh, Chabad Lubavitch uh, came out with this statement. Okay, And then it, uh, the Is- Israel War Room, which is an official outlet, I guess, of, uh, of Israel on, on X, says this is how anti-Semitism works. A story of a simple building code violation becomes a stereotyping conspiracy of ridiculous proportion. Well, it's, it's a ridiculous thing that happened here. 
again, there's not, there's, I don't know, something anti-Semitic about being like, what are you doing digging tunnels under my house? But I guess people are suggesting organ harvesting, child molesting, or both. Stu Peters posted the video saying, what are these illegal tunnels hiding? And uh, somebody responded, some random person responded, uh, organ harvesting, child molesting, or both, which, yeah, that's not exactly a uh, substantiated claim. They say, well, details on the uh, tunnel remain scarce, and with some rumors spreading, it appears that a group of Bokirim began uh, digging around six months ago in an attempt to expand 770. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit torn, right? On, on one hand, it is – I mean there's, there's been no proof anything nefarious was going on in these tunnels beyond the digging of the tunnels themselves. So you can't exactly say, ha-ha, we found child trafficking tunnels. I, I don't think that's what it was. On the other hand, we don't have any answers as to what it actually was or why this amount of effort and time – just why this was being done in such a haphazard way. So it's perfectly valid to be questioning what these are about. And we'll get into some of the history of the organization on the other side to say why we the suspicion is there. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or four thousand bottles of each one of these i think we got four thousand bottles of the hgh max boost that people love so much we've got about four thousand bottles of 1776 testosterone boost that just came in and we've got about three thousand bottles of pain md incredible natural pain reliever situation all three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. Last year, we put this book out, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is Next Level Information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We'll close out this hour talking about the uh, talk about the tunnels and why some people are suspicious of this and the fact that 
this particular religious uh, community does not have the best uh, record in terms of abuse. I mean, uh, uh, there have been multiple scandals, either with this organization in particular or the Orthodox uh, and ultra-Orthodox, which I guess are two different things, uh, Jewish community in New York and New Jersey. Similar to the Catholic Church, but actually worse, actually worse in, in some ways, and there's some pretty disturbing details in all of this. But just to round out sort of the, the tunnel coverage first, apparently this uh, Chabad Lubavitch headquarters is directly across the street from the Jewish Children's Museum, which is just not the not the best coincidence to quell the rumors as to what these tunnels are being used for. But that could just be a um, could just be a coincidence. We don't know. And there have been some posts about this on uh, on 4chan. This one uh, comes from there. And you also have uh, where's this? Yes, yeah, from 2022. Orthodox students twice as likely to experience sexual abuse, says Israeli report. You got to understand the Orthodox community in Brooklyn is extremely insular. Extremely insular. So just like. And I just make this comparison because people understand how the Catholic Church works, where if there's accusations of child abuse in the Catholic Church, the the parishioners, the, the people affected, and the whole administration, they're told not to go to the police, go to the church organization, and the church will handle it. So it's the same way in the Orthodox community in uh, New York and New Jersey. Like they have their own police, they have their own schools, they have their own uh, courts of justice, I guess you could say. They handle their own business pretty much totally free from outside intervention. And while they have the right to do that, because this is America and you can you can do things like that, just like a lot of uh, religious organizations have sort of legal framework where you can negotiate things through a trusted intermediary in the same way that maybe if you are uh, in a business, you have signed something that says, I, I will go to arbitration before I go to the court of law with this, and so you're legally allowed to have like an arbiter of the company come along and settle some dispute, sort of taking the place of a court. The the Orthodox Jewish community is extremely insular and has some very questionable from a Western Christian point of view practices in terms of their treatment of women and what justice means in this community, but they're allowed to live however they want. And that's fine, but it also means that things have gone on that didn't break out to the mainstream public awareness because because it's so insular. And again, I'll compare it again to the, the Catholic Church, but we'll, we'll do a little comparison of the Catholic Church and the uh, Orthodox community in just a second. But in the meantime, I made a joke on, on X, and I just wanted to sort of respond to a response to me. So, of course, I said the ADL is frantically updating their list of anti-Semitisms to include references to tunnels, which is a joke, which is a very apt joke, I might add. In addition to that, I sort of elaborated saying uh, the the baseless anti-Semitic conspiracy that Jews have tunnel systems underneath major American cities dates back to a medieval claim that Jews would burrow like jackrabbits at night. 
right? Because this is sort of the practice. Nobody, I've never heard of an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory about tunnels. I'd never heard it. I don't think it, I don't think it existed. But what happens is something occurs in the Jewish community that has people very rightly questioning what's going on. What the hell, they're building tunnels? What is this? And then that's associated with some ridiculous and actually baseless claim from the Middle Ages. And they say, oh, that's where this trope comes from. And it's like, no, this is just a thing. This is just actually happening. They just actually discovered tunnels underneath the Jewish community center and a bunch of Jews rioted to stop them from filling it up. Like that just happened. I don't know what to tell you. But then that'll be associated with some uh, ridiculous claim and they'll, and they'll say it's a, a baseless conspiracy theory despite the fact that the whole reason anybody's talking about it is because of the evidence of our eyes. And somebody responded to me saying, you say you're a man of God, you're a fraud. Apparently my, my claims of being a faithful man uh, are fraudulent because I think it's hilarious that you've got video of, of Hasidic Jews popping out like Bugs Bunny and fighting the cops. That is objectively hilarious. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Jews should also be able to laugh at this. In sheer confusion, bafflement, but still very funny. But again, it's this weird, like, like how dare you joke about the ADL. I mean, this is what the ADL does. This is what the ADL does. They take things that people are concerned about, very rightfully. I mean, buildings could have collapsed. Who knows what's going on in there? It's unpermitted. This is dangerous. This is strange what's going on. It's very right to question this. But they'll tell you to question this, to notice what's going on here makes you an anti-Semite because they don't want people asking about it, I guess. They don't want people questioning this. But we're going to question it because it's strange. But then somebody linked that apparently this already is a conspiracy theory from the ADL. This is from their glossary of extremism and hate. They have a glossary where they have lists of images and concepts that they consider anti-Semitic and hate. And one of them is mole slash tunnel children. Mole slash tunnel children refers to the children uh, QAnon adherents believe were being trafficked in tunnels under under Central Park during the COVID-19 pandemic. Because during the old er, early months of the pandemic, the U.S. government set up a makeshift hospital in New York Central Park. At the same time, the U.S. Navy volunteered the hospital ship USNS Mercy. Uh, QAnon believers claimed that the tents in the central in Central Park were there to hide holes in the ground that would be used to rescue the many children who are allegedly being trafficked in tunnels under the park. So like, it's very strange, not only that there are there's already a conspiracy theory, apparently. I don't it's already a, a claim that there are tunnels, but that's specifically in Central Park and under New York City. And then there's a a tunnel discovered under New York City. It's all very strange. It's all very strange. So apparently that already was conspiracy theory. I just wasn't aware. I wasn't up to date on my hate. But the other thing is that this is uh, not so far outside of the realm of possibility when you have headlines like this. Organ trafficking, rabbis arrested over massive crime ring. This is from 2009. U.S. agents have arrested 44 elected officials and Jewish rabbis in New Jersey as part of a huge anti-corruption sweep across the state. 
Charges of extortion, bribery, money laundering, and human organ trafficking were stunning, even for a state long notorious for official corruption and organized crimes. Five rabbis were among suspects, along with the mayors of Hoboken, uh, Secaucus, and Ridgefield, the Jersey City Deputy Mayor, Council President, two state assembly members, and numerous other politicians, prosecutors said. So this is from the Sydney Morning Herald all the way back in 2009, and I saw some claims on Twitter that some of the people involved in this were high-up officials in the Chabad-Lubavitch organization. I haven't really been able to confirm that, but I haven't had too much time to to search it out. So that may be true. It may not. Uh, but either way, I mean, this is the Orthodox Jewish community in New Jersey and uh, Brooklyn, of which Chabad-Lubavitch is, is a you know main organ. One rabbi, Levi Itzak Rosenbaum was charged with conspiring to broker the sale of a human kidney for transplant. He ran a business which was to entice vulnerable people to give up a kidney for $10,000. He would turn around and sell for $160,000. He allegedly had been peddling kidneys for a decade. So that's pretty disturbing. And it was a money laundering ring allegedly stretched from New Jersey to New York to Israel and Switzerland, while politicians easily exploited loopholes in state laws to disguise bribes as campaign contributions. So I mean, that, that's, that's a mainstream media report. Uh, the, the guy was actually released from prison. He spent two and a half years for illegally selling kidneys. And then in this uh, building... The creator of Chabad's famous menorah, sexually abused girl lawsuit claims the survivor of the alleged abuse, a 36-year-old woman living in Israel, is trying to get possession of her abuser's brass menorah normally displayed at 770 Eastern Parkway in Brooklyn. So this was, again, the, uh, the head of this organization who was accused of pretty disturbing stuff. And we'll get back to – I'll spend five more minutes on the other side of this just, again, to sort of illustrate why this is important to talk about. 29 years on air all i've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist and i've done the best job i can to tell the truth and been accurate and we are on record as the most accurate there are and i've tried to sell products to fund ourselves unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people we don't do that we try to bring you products that really work and ladies and gentlemen i'm scared of this product it's so powerful this is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methyl folate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant, it energizes your cells, and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy, the strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants, it energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Join Harrison Smith in the war room, the council chamber for the discussions that define our time. All right, welcome back, folks. Again, I'm not uh, I'm not going to spend too much more time on this, but I do think it's uh, an opportunity to discuss a problem that is not discussed as much as it should be, especially in the overall culture. And I'll tell you what I mean by that in just a second. What is this? I'm not calling for censorship. I'm calling for the crazies who illegally dug under a building, therefore endangering thousands of people's lives to be brought to justice. 
Yeah, so, okay. Again, you've got uh, the, Chabad Lubavitch is not exactly, doesn't have exactly the, the cleanest history when it comes to claims of, um, well, some pretty horrible ones, like the one I just read you about uh, organ trafficking uh, that involved members of that community. Creator of Chabad's famous menorah sexually abused girl lawsuits uh, claims. So again, this was uh, another sex abuse scandal that actually happened at the building that we're talking about, 770 uh, Eastern Parkway. At the headquarters there, and there, this is a struggle over – has to do with the menorah that they uh, – she was trying to get – she was trying to claim ownership of the menorah. I don't know. It's all, it's all kind of confusing, but again, just uh, another claim, this one at the actual um, building. But again, these are sort of one-offs. But then you've got this story from Vice. It's called the Child Rape Assembly Line. It says, Rabbi Nukem – Rosenberg, who's 63 with a long graying beard, recently sat down with me to explain what he described as a child rape assembly line among sects of fundamentalist Jews. He cleared his throat saying, quote, I'm going to be graphic. And he does get graphic in this article, but he's a member of Brooklyn's Satmar Hasidim fundamentalist branch of Orthodox Judaism. Newcomb designs and repairs mikvahs in compliance with Torah law. So mikvahs are these uh, ritual baths that, again, sort of ties into this story of the tunnel since it was said that the Tunnels either originated in or were dug to a disused mikvah. And I guess there are uh, certain times when, you, uh, as a Jewish person, you have to go in here to um, ritually cleanse yourself. And he describes, again, in very graphic detail, going to a mikvah in Jerusalem and seeing a man, an old man, very old man, having sex with a boy who was maybe seven years old and he says, the old man looked at me without any fear as if this was a common practice. Again, I'm not even going to get into the, to the graphic details, but I, I will read this part. The child sex abuse crisis in ultra-Orthodox Judaism, like that in the, Catholic, in the Catholic Church, has produced its share of shocking headlines in recent years. In New York and in the prominent Orthodox communities of Israel and London, allegations of child molestation and rape have been rampant. The alleged abusers are school teachers, rabbis, fathers, uncles, figures of male authority. The victims, like those of Catholic priests, are mostly boys. Rabbi Rosenberg believes around half of young males in Brooklyn's Hasidic community, the largest in the United States and one of the largest in the world, have been victims of sexual assault perpetrated by their elders. So that's his guess. He's like, uh, you know, simple guess, 50%. 50% of young boys are molested by some authority figure or another in the Hasidic community, which is a giant problem. Do I need to tell you that? Do I need to explain the dangers of having insular communities like this where people are unable to go for help outside or find help from within. In fact, this article says ultra-Orthodox Jews who speak out about these abuses are ruined and condemned to exile by their own communities. This is really not good. Really a very big issue. And again, I'm not saying all Jews do that. I mean, I'm not uh, you know associating this with other other than the people that it actually has to do with, which happened to be the same people from the tunnel story. But you've got this comparison where they compare Catholic priests to uh, Jewish rabbis and claims of child molestation, and they regulate it by, uh, you know, per 10,000, a per capita uh, rate. And the Catholics, you have about a 9.5 per 10,000, 
And with Jewish, you have 173.3 per 10,000. And this just stands out to me in the sense that you can't say the term Catholic priest without the image of child abuse coming to your mind. The War Room with Harrison Smith is where the shields of truth are forged in the fires of inquiry. All right, welcome back, folks. We'll move on now. We will move on. I'll just say, I mean, and, and you know, I hate to do the same thing that this, uh, this is a Vice article. Yeah, Vice has this article, the Child Rape Assembly Line. And it's like any time they mention uh, the way that uh, these claims are shut down by the authorities in this uh, Orthodox community, they always associate it to the Catholic Church. But I guess people... Like there's no there's no barrier to understanding the uh, abuse of Catholic priests. Everybody's perfectly willing to accept that. If you talk about the Jewish community, which as we just showed, if you break it down by per capita, uh, the the claim is the Jewish rabbis in Brooklyn are over 18 times more likely to molest a child than a Catholic priest is. Which again, I don't think you know Jewish rabbis need to be uh, irrevocably tied to claims of child molestation, but certainly Catholic priests don't either, and we've seen the way that our uh, culture has basically demonized the entire profession of Catholic priesthood, maybe for very good reason, and yet discussion of this is uh, very much verboten. And I'll just uh, finally from this article, they talk about this Rabbi Rosenberg who's doing the right thing, right? Here's a guy who saw this with his own eyes, saw the way that the abuse was carried out, saw the way that the abuse was permitted by the authorities and is speaking out against it, which is what anybody who encounters this should do, right? If you want to stop the persistent, you know, generational abuse of young boys, which it doesn't matter if you, it doesn't matter what or um, like culture you grow up in, this is hugely psychically damaging to children. And like everybody knows this. So of course you should want to stop it. Of course you should want to speak up. Of course, like any Catholic who sees a priest do something bad, they should speak up. So should the Jews. I mean, there's nothing different about that. And so this guy does speak up, Rabbi Rosenberg. He calls this out. He does everything he can to bring attention to this in order to have some sort of intervention to prevent this, as he puts it, uh, you know, rape assembly line from moving forward. says, when Rabbi Rosenberg wants to bathe at a mikvah in Brooklyn to purify himself, none will have him. When he goes to a synagogue, none will have him. Quote, he is finished in the community, butchered, said a fellow rabbi who would only talk anonymously. No one will look at him, and those who will talk to him, they can't let it be known. The pressure in our community, it's incredible. The powerful men, and it's worth noting this community is regulated by men only who govern the world of uh, ultra-Orthodox Judaism. And that's what I mean, like the the, uh, Orthodox women, like they have no power. They have no ability to like get divorced if they want to. They don't have any of the rights that we as Americans expect and uh, insist that people have. So, again, if they want to do that, that's their right. As Americans, they can have their own community with their own rules and their own laws. 
but maybe we should be concerned about this. Maybe we should be a little bit concerned about this. The powerful men, it's worth knowing this community is regulated by men only who govern the world of ultra-Orthodox Judaism, would rather their adherents be blind in their faith, their eyes closed to the horrors Rabbi Rosenberg is exposing. Like the Catholic establishment, the rabbinate seeks to cover up crimes, quiet the victims, protect the abusers, and deflect potential criticism of their institutional practices. Those who speak out are vilified, and the faithful learn to shut their mouths. So, you know, so far I haven't seen any actual evidence of anything associated with these tunnels and, and the, the level of rape in this community, but it's not exactly completely out of the realm of possibility. Uh, as you see, the, the history is not exactly the cleanest. But that's all we'll say about that. We'll move on now, and we'll move on to uh, a lot of videos I have today beyond the hilarious ones with with the Hasidic Jewish guys popping out of the ground. <laughs> Again, I'm, uh, you know, what are you supposed to say? What are you supposed to say? It's all very strange. Uh, and uh, I don't know if the crew was able to, we've had some trouble pulling in videos. Uh, have we gotten clip number four or clip number three ready? They're ready, okay. All right, so, Fauci right now is in Washington, D.C. for the second day of questioning. The first day of questioning, first day of testimony, uh, was not public, but there is some information about this from the Select Subcommittee on Coronavirus Pandemic. Dr. Fauci, day one takeaways. Today, COVID Select questioned Dr. Anthony Fauci for seven hours about his role during the COVID-19 pandemic. Dr. Fauci's testimony uncovered drastic and systemic failures in America's public health systems. Here's some of the key highlights. One, Dr. Fauci claimed he did not recall pertinent COVID information or conversations more than 100 times. More than 100 times during this questioning, Fauci said he did not recall. And we actually have a video of what this may have looked like. This was actually from a deposition of Anthony Fauci, and this was posted, and I'll find out who posted on the other side, but a glimpse of what the public missed when Fauci testified behind closed doors. Clip number three, here's what happened yesterday for about seven hours. I have no recollection. I'm sorry, would you repeat the question? Is I'm it not, what's the question again? I'm not sure. I think you know, I don't, I don't recall whether, I don't recall anything from that phone call. You know, I don't recall your... I don't recall. I may have, but I don't recall. I don't specifically remember. Do you recall that? I don't recall. I don't recall this. If you show me this now and ask me the question, do you recall this? I'd have to say I don't recall. You know, I don't recall. It's possible, but I don't recall. I'm, I'm not sure. Not specifically that I can recall. Again, it's not something that rings a bell with me that I would remember. I don't ever recall, I don't recall ever, not to my knowledge, I don't, I don't know if they did. I don't recall, don't recall specifically. Again, I, I don't recall, it may have occurred, but I don't recall. I don't recall him saying that. I don't specifically recall. I don't recall, but I don't recall. What do you recall? Sir, so that was uh, posted by Texas Lindsay on Twitter, or X rather, at Texas Lindsay underscore. So again, that video was from a deposition in November of 2022. But yesterday, during the seven hours of questioning, he said he did not recall more than 100 times. 
And so, you know, basically the same old, same old, same crap, different day. Dr. Fauci also profusely defended his previous testimony where he stated that the NIH does not fund gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Today, he repeatedly played semantics with the definition of gain-of-function in an attempt to avoid conceding that the NIH funded this dangerous research. Again, we don't have footage of the questioning yesterday, but we do have footage of almost exactly the same thing happening earlier. This was posted by Senator Rand Paul from his questioning of Anthony Fauci last year or perhaps the year before. But this is the this is basically what happened yesterday behind closed doors. Uh, in case you're curious as to what it may have looked like, uh, let's watch Rand Paul uh, question Anthony Fauci. But so when EcoHealth Alliance took the virus, SHC014 and combined it with WIV1 and caused a recombinant virus that doesn't exist in nature, and it made mice sicker, mice that had humanized cells. You're saying that that's not gain-of-function research? According to the framework and guidelines... So what you're doing P3, is defining away gain-of-function. No. You're simply saying it doesn't exist because you changed the definition on the NIH website. This is terrible, and you're, you're completely trying to escape right. the idea that we should do something about trying to prevent a pandemic from leaking from a lab. There's, the preponderance of evidence now points towards this coming from the lab, and what you've done is change the definition right. on your website to try to cover your ass, basically. So, again, that was posted from uh, Rand Paul saying basically this is the same thing that happened yesterday. And the select subcommittee on X confirms that, saying he repeatedly played semantics with the definition of gain of function in an attempt to avoid conceding that they actually funded this dangerous research, which everybody knows that they did. But this is, I guess, what criminals do. They have to keep deny, deny, deny. Dr. Fauci testified that he signed off on every foreign and domestic NIAID grant without approving or reviewing the proposals. A 2020 email previously released by the select subcommittee proved Dr. Fauci was aware of dangerous gain-of-function research occurring in Wuhan, China. Today, he backtracked by arguing that he should not have stated that as fact. Dr. Fauci was unable to confirm if NIAID had any mechanisms to conduct oversight of foreign laboratories they fund. And we also have discussed the diffuse argument document where it was shown that they concealed the fact that this would be done in China. More on the other side. Stay with us. January 2024 is here, and that means up to 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com, free shipping, and double Patriot points. This is one of the biggest deals of the year, and it supports the InfoWar. And we're selling out a lot of these products. It'll be months and months till more are back in stock. Whether it's books, films, t-shirts, you name it, you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and take advantage of this 2024 New Year sale, double Patriot points, free shipping, and so much more. Get a copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists, and Launch the Next Great Renaissance. And again, thank you so much for your amazing support in 2023. But 2024, as everybody knows, is the big year. So please support us and get great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And tell everybody you know and those you don't know, tune into the live show at InfoWars.com forward slash show. God bless, and we're going into 2024 together. I'm not on team NFL. I'm not on team NBA. I'm not on team Olympics. I'm not on team globalist or wokeism in the new world order. I'm on team humanity, ladies and gentlemen, that loves God and loves our families and loves humanity and knows that we're destined to do even more incredible things than we've already done together. And so, inspired by my conversation with Elon Musk recently, where he agreed with my idea to call it team humanity, we've launched two limited edition t-shirts 
at InfoWarsStore.com. Let people know that, hey, it isn't about the football games or it isn't even about the UFC. It's about team humanity being under globalist attack. You can wear it. It's a great conversation starter. And you know it's supporting the InfoWar that is at the very tip of the spear in the fight for Team Humanity. Get your limited edition Team Humanity t-shirts right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, folks. Here's some interesting breaking news uh, to bring you in just a second. Uh, one of the things that just broke right before the show began is, I guess, the eighth Epstein files dropped, but I guess that was just minutes before the show, so I haven't actually had time to look into them, and it's just a 1,000 pages, so I I wasn't going to print them all out and go through them live on air, but uh, we'll go through some of the things that have been discovered there. We also have some incredible footage out of Ecuador, of all places. Ecuador has now declared a state of emergency because of the narco terror that's uh, causing explosions, and we'll show you some of that video in just a second. Let me finish up here with the testimony of Dr. Fauci. Winstrup released a statement following day one of Dr. Fauci's testimony. Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic Chairman Brad Winstrup issued the following statement after day one of uh, Anthony Fauci's two-day, 14-hour transcribed interview, saying, quote, Dr. Fauci's testimony today uncovered drastic and systemic failures in America's public health systems. While leading the nation's COVID-19 response and influencing public narratives, he simultaneously had no idea what was happening under his own jurisdiction at NIAID. Dr. Fauci signed off on all domestic and foreign research grants without reviewing the proposals and admitted that he was unaware if NIAID conducted oversight of the foreign laboratories they fund. Clearly, the American people and the United States government are operating with complete different expectations about the responsibility of our public health leaders and the accountability of our public health agencies. He goes on to say it it is also concerning that the face of our nation's response to the world's worst public health crisis – quote, does not recall key details about COVID-19 origins and pandemic era policies. Of course, he does recall them. He just doesn't want to say them. It's easy to say I don't recall because nobody can prove that you actually do recall. So you can't be charged with um, perjury. It's just the easy answer, right? It's it's even better than saying Fifth Amendment because then you sort of are admitting that you do know something. So you just say I don't recall and then you can pretend you don't remember doing all of the things that you did. But here's the thing. It doesn't actually matter if he recalls them. We do. We know about this. We know what happened. We know the decisions that were made. We know who made them. Like, just because you don't recall them doesn't mean they didn't happen. And whether or not a criminal is punished for their crime isn't, doesn't hinge on whether they recall committing the crime or not. <laughs> okay, you can always say you don't recall. It doesn't really matter. You did these things. So these things... And, and just like any criminal activity, your participation in this, even a degree or two removed, even if you're the driver of the getaway car, you still get charged with murder, right? If you're the one who's funding this organization, who is responsible for oversight of the organization, and that organization causes the greatest and most destructive outbreak of a disease the world's ever seen – then you need to be held account to account for that. You need to be punished for that. You need to be charged 
for what you did, either your actions or your lack of action. Whatever it is, he was responsible. He is the reason that COVID-19 happened. Then he organized the response. He coordinated the cover-up of the lab origin theory. He manipulated states into locking down. I mean, I don't even know what you'd charge this guy with other than just super villainy, right? I mean, who knows? What? Because it's not just COVID and the deaths that were caused by that. Because there were. I mean, probably not as high as they said, but certainly it was a disease they fabricated and released, by the way, on purpose. It's my belief. But then the lockdowns that he spearheaded and coordinated with media to shut down anybody saying otherwise. Who knows the psychological damage that that wrought on an entire generation of people? Like, how do you even charge that sort of thing? I don't know, but I think it would rise to capital punishment if uh, charged correctly. Nearly 1.2 million Americans lost their lives to a potentially preventable pandemic. I look forward to asking Dr. Fauci further questions about mandates, his role in prompting Proximal Origins publication. That was the one where he tried to cover up the lab origin uh, reality. And his theory positions related to masks and lockdowns. Tomorrow's testimony will continue the select subcommittee's effort to deliver Americans answers uh, uh, deliver Americans answers that they demand and deserve. So he'll be questioned again for another seven hours. And again, he said he did not recall over 100 times. And the House chair says this reveals drastic and systemic failures. Uh, sort of depends on what they wanted to do, what they meant to do, and why they were doing it. Finally, we'll go to this story from InfoWars. Synthetically generated G- genomically targeted plagues will be the future of warfare, new defense report says. In a recent report by the RAND Corporation, funded by the Office of the Secretary of Defense and the National Defense Research Institute, researchers explored the potential for engineered pathogens to become instruments of warfare. Oh, yeah, we better get on that. I mean, can you imagine if something like that happened? Engineering a virus in a lab and then releasing it for geopolitical agendas? Wow, thank goodness they're studying this type of thing. That could be really bad, it seems. I really, I really think that could have been bad. Incredible. Now that advanced and complex biotechnology has left the realm of science fiction and become reality, analysts and experts are beginning to assume that nation states and non-state groups will consider these technologies and their planning and strategic forecasts. Technological improvements, including messenger ribonucleic acid vaccines, mRNA vaccines, the use of CRISPR, clustered regulatory interspaced short palindromic repeats, gene sequencing and genetic engineering tool and advances in BCI brain computer interfaces may shift strategic calculations, the report states. The emergence of ever more countries with advanced biotechnology uh, technology capabilities raises a new, more dynamic future for biotechnology at war. So again, what they're talking about is diseases that are programmed to kill certain people and not others. That could be down all the way to an individual. You can actually program a disease to react to a genetic signature in a particular sample of DNA, meaning that a disease can spread without uh, symptoms to a huge population and not until it hits that genetic signature does it do any damage and then it will kill the person outright. And of course, this was talked about with COVID as it apparently was either designed or naturally happened to target certain ethnicities and races over others. RFK Jr. got in a lot of trouble for talking about that. But of course, the people who in the know, the people in charge, the people who run biotechnological warfare programs 
at the Defense Department and elsewhere, no, this is perfectly valid. No, this is exactly what is not just happening, but they're the ones doing it. So everybody knows this is true. They just want you to be ignorant to this reality and not understand the way that diseases are becoming and have already been used as a weapon of war. And of course, that relates to not just COVID, COVID-19 and the way it was created in a Chinese lab and probably released on purpose to coincide with the 2020 election to get mail-in ballots to cheat their way to uh, that electoral victory, so-called, but also the war in Ukraine and the claims of the labs in Ukraine that Putin used as justification for at least part of his activity. And yeah, it seems like a James Bond um, you know, plot, but it's 2023. You don't think we have space lasers? You don't think we have biotechnologically weapon-grade diseases? You don't think we have computer brain in, uh, interfaces? You don't think they have electromagnetic weapons that interfere with you psychically? We'll get into some of that on the other side. I do want to remind you, we're halfway through the show at this point, and I have not once asked you to go to InfoWarsStore.com, and that is uh, completely... Uh, unacceptable. Please do go to InfoWarsStore.com. We will not be on the air without your support at InfoWarsStore.com. The mega super sale ends today. It's your last chance to get sixty percent up to 60% off plus free shipping and double Patriot points and to keep myself and the crew working long into the future. Stay with us. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate. And we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic complex this stuff is rocket fuel it's not a stimulant it energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it it's so insane it's foundational energy the strongest formula out there at infowarstore.com it doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants it energizes you get foundational energy now Infowars.com forward slash show. Peeling back the layers of the day's events to reveal the core truth. War Room with Harrison Smith. Massive breaking news to cover before I get to that. I want to remind you, in case you need to be reminded... Which I don't think you do because of the headlines over the very recent past. But InfoWars has been on the forefront of so many massively important stories. For years, we were the only ones talking about some of the things that are now just mainstream knowledge. We were called crazy. We were called conspiracy theorists. But throughout it all, we've held fast to our beliefs because they are firmly rooted in reality. And eventually, everybody else catches up. We don't have to change what we believe. We don't have to change what we say. They may laugh at us. They may mock us. They may claim that our statements are disguising some ulterior motive. Right? That's the whole thing behind the Gay Frogs clip. If you see the full extended one, I I think it's running as a commercial right now. But you, you hear Alex say, you know, 
people are going to say that I hate gay people because I'm saying this, but I hate them putting chemicals in the water that turn the frogs gay, right? So we're pointing out poisons in the tap water, poisons in the streams and, and natural bodies of water. And instead of addressing that and considering what that means and maybe doing something to counteract that reality, people would rather say, oh, you just hate gay people. And this happens all the time. So whether it's you know claiming that we have some ulterior motive or that it's just speculation or that it's wild conspiracy theory, the reality is that we're just reporting on the truth. We're just reporting on reality. And whether it's Jeffrey Epstein, which Alex Jones was like the only guy for a decade talking about, and now look how much everybody knows about it. It's like the number one news story and has been for the last week. Or whether it's chemicals in the water. And that's a whole number of chemicals, right? That's the atrazine runoff or the, the pesticide runoff of which atrazine is just one example, but a number of hormone-destroying, hormone-affecting and altering chemicals that are applied to farmland and then goes into the water supply and isn't filtered out by the time it gets to your tap or whether it's the stuff that's purposefully put into the tap water like fluoride, which, of course, InfoWars has been on the forefront of forever since the very beginning. And even if you know this, you might think, well, that's tap water. Tap water, everybody knows tap water is gross. So you don't drink it because you don't want the fluoride. You don't want the atrazine. You don't want whatever else is in that chemical stew. But you think, I don't drink tap I drink bottled water, so I'm safe. Well, not so fast. Well, not so fast. And this is another thing where you know, we've talked about nanoparticles, plastics, uh, endocrine disruptors for a very long time. And it's almost like it's deliberate. It's almost like they deliberately withhold this information from the public until it's too late to do anything. So you've got InfoWars for two decades saying the plastics in the water are affecting hormones, pointing out how this is changing the culture, changing individuals, lowering testosterone, making organisms gay or transgender in certain places, and not just frogs, but herons and uh, seabirds and the fish in the Potomac. I mean – they're all hermaphrodi- hermaphroditic or whatever you say. I mean, this is awful. This is the full-scale cellular destruction of the world. And so we've talked about this for two decades. And then finally, something happens, and I don't know what alert went out, but about six months ago, I started seeing on my you know Google News homepage, which is one of the sources I go to to see what the mainstream's talking about, because believe it or not, we're not in a little bubble over here where we only talk to right-wingers. I like to use Google News as a, as a nice breakdown of what the mainstream is talking about. And the mainstream on Google News has been talking about microplastics every day for the last six months. And of course, every report says, well, they're everywhere. Well, they're in fresh snow on top of Mount St. Helen. Oh, they're in Antarctic and the Arctic, and they're in every fish that we catch. I mean, it's everywhere. So it's almost like they shut us up, they, they demonize us, they say it's a conspiracy theory and you're an idiot if you believe it for long enough until it's too late to do anything. And then they go, oh yeah, by the way, uh, you were totally right. And this is awful and they're everywhere and there's nothing we can do about it now. Now that there's not, now that it's absolutely invasive in every aspect of our society, now we'll let you talk about it because it doesn't even matter. If you talk about it, there's nothing you can do at this point. It's a little frustrating. It's a little bit annoying. Okay. So this is another one of these examples of these stories where, again, for years we've talked about this, nobody cares, and finally they 
come around to understanding what's actually happening here. From the New York Post, of all places, bottled water contains 100 times more plastic particles than previously thought, according to a new study. The peer-reviewed study, the first to test for particles under one micrometer in length or one seventieth of the width of a human hair, found the liter bottles were loaded with an average of 240,000 plastic particles, according to the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Previous studies only analyzed microplastics, which are between 1 and 5,000 micrometers in length. Nanoplastics, however, pose a potentially greater health risk because they're small enough to penetrate cells and enter the bloodstream. Plus, they have the ability to impact organs, experts said. They can also pass through the placenta in a pregnant woman and affect unborn babies. A new study found that a one-liter bottle of water contains an average of 240,000 plastic particles, including nanoparticles, 100 times greater than the amount that researchers previously thought. They examined 25 different brands, and this was the average they found, although it ranged from 110 to 370,000 bits. 90% of them were nanoplastics, even smaller than microplastics, meaning they can get into the placenta and the bloodstream meaning they're more dangerous than the ones that are easier to detect. So why do you think we've been selling water filters since Alex Jones began 25 years ago? And this is the, this is the thing with InfoWars. There's two paths to defeat the globalists, and you have to travel down both at the same time. We have to organize. We have to advocate. We have to explain to people what's going on so we can get people in power to do things to correct what's happening. And that takes protesting. That takes writing letters and and letters to the editor or calling in to national news shows where you can get this information out. It has to do with calling your senator and your congressman. So that's one path is the community path. The other path is the personal path, which says you might not be able to stop the microplastics in the water individually, but you can protect yourself from them individually. You can protect you and your family from ingesting more of this stuff than is absolutely necessary as a matter of existing on earth in the year 2020. So these, and this has always sort of been the unspoken reality of InfoWars is that there's two, two pathways. We have to travel down the same time. One is to organize and to get people in positions of power to win elections in order to change the law to prevent the deliberate poisoning of the world. And remember, it is deliberate. Remember, they've, we, we showed the study or the, uh, the claim. It was a lawsuit last time I was hosting War Room, so about a month ago, maybe a little more, where they showed that hundreds of thousands of dollars had been spent lobbying against regulations that would measure plastics and measure you know, hormone endocrine disrupting chemicals. So the companies know that this is what they're doing. They are aware that they're poisoning everybody because they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to stop laws from being put into place to stop them from poisoning everybody. So you don't do that if you're not poisoning everybody. Just like the tobacco companies in the 50s were lobbying not to have studies done about the health effects of tobacco because they knew just how bad it was and they knew that the outcome would be that they would be made illegal. So we need to get people in power. We need to get the people in power aware of the threat that this poses and to not be fooled by the lobbying of the companies that are doing this deliberately but in the meantime while we work on ultimate victory in that regard 
You've got to be protecting yourself. And whether that's using air filters, get microplastics out of the air, which is one way that you ingest them, or water filters to get unwanted chemicals out of your water uh, that you can't even get around with bottled water. You've got to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the items that can protect you against existence in the modern world. The Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system is probably the best way to do it. You can also protect yourself with things like Survival Shield X2 and other things to counteract the chemical imbalance that this is causing. January 2024 is here, and that means up to 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com, free shipping and double Patriot points. This is one of the biggest deals of the year, and it supports the InfoWar. And we're selling out a lot of these products. It'll be months and months till more are back in stock. Whether it's books, films, t-shirts, you name it, you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and take advantage of this 2024 New Year's sale double Patriot points, free shipping, and so much more. Get a copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists, and Launch the Next Great Renaissance. And again, thank you so much for your amazing support in 2023. But 2024, as everybody knows, is the big year. So please support us and get great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And tell everybody you know and those you don't know, tune into the live show at InfoWars.com forward slash show. God bless, and we're going into 2024 together. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Infowars.com forward slash show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Still a lot to cover in today's program and more developing even as we are live here on this Tuesday afternoon. We're going to go to some of the breaking news here in just a second. I do want to give a big shout out to InfoWars content creator Robot Polisher at Robot Polisher on Twitter. He's been putting in work. In fact, yesterday when uh, Owen was on, we talked about one of the compilations that he republished uh, recently and forgot to give him a shout out. So big shout out to Robot Polisher. He's been uh, posting a bunch of really great compilations of myself and Owen and Alex. And uh, he does the thing that I, I sort of wish more people would do. I wish more of our audience would do, which is just download the videos that we post on Bandod Video. There's a download button right there. It gives you a full HD version of the video that we publish. Or you can download them from Twitter or X or you can screenshot it, whatever you do. And then put some music under it, you know, edit out the parts that you think are good, and then upload it. And it really, there you go, one, one new follower there. 
Uh, it really, really helps. It really does a lot. I really appreciate it personally. So big thank you to uh, Robot Polisher. And if anybody, you know, we get a lot of people calling or, or messages on Twitter saying, I want to help. What can I do? You know, I hate just sitting here and not being able to do anything. Well, this is something that you can do and that we encourage that you do. And heck, if you're good at editing, and anybody can get good at editing, and the editing software is free. I mean, DaVinci Resolve is like top of the line software, totally free. You can download it. Anybody can. CapCut is another one that you can download for your phone. Amazing what you can do on phones these days in terms of video editing. So these things are free. There's no barrier to entry as long as you have a phone or a computer. As long as you have a device that you're using to listen to me right now, you can also be editing video. You can also be repackaging things. Do it yourself. You don't even have to take our videos. Take the information. Take a headline that we talk about and go find the article and make a video about the the content there. I mean, whatever you have to do, this is an information war. These compilations are extremely effective in in being spread on social media. I've been blown away by the response of our content on Instagram, which we didn't do for years, and I finally started doing it last year, and it we absolutely blew up. And I've had so many – it's crazy the number of just normal people that have come up to me from Instagram. My wife's coworkers you know, come up to me at a party and go, your, your Instagram's my favorite, man. I've, I share it with everybody. And that never happened with Twitter. That doesn't happen with Twitter as much. Instagram happens all the time. Friends, girlfriends, you know, being like, oh my God, I saw that video and I shared it around. It was so good. Like, this is, this is how you change minds. This is how you influence the culture. You make content. You create things. You package things in a way that is digestible for the average normie. It doesn't, they don't rebel against it, which is something you have to, you know, concern yourself with. But anyway, long long story short, big shout out to Robot Polisher for uh, putting in the work for for the sheer love of the game. So very 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 big ups and uh, infinite respect for the work that he does. Now there is a major event going on in Ecuador. Mario Nafal on Twitter has the story: Ecuador narco terror. State of emergency declared. Ecuador's president, Noboa, announced a 60-day state of emergency as violence escalated with prison riots and a wave of attacks by criminal groups across the country. The chaos began with prison takeovers, hostages, execution of guards, and an escape by a notorious gang leader, Jose Aldolfo Macias, alias Fito. The unrest spilled onto the street. Explosive attacks and vehicle arson in multiple cities and the takeover of a TV station. Curfews are in place for most of the country. And there's a lot of very disturbing videos coming out about this, including of narco terrorists executing police officers. Uh, There is an addition to that and another post from Mario Nafal. Police officers kidnapped explosions in cities, prisons in chaos. A series of explosions across multiple cities in Ecuador have erupted. At least four police officers have been kidnapped in Machala and Quito. These events occur shortly after the escape of notorious narco boss Macias, uh, escalating violence and lawlessness. Over 50 law enforcement officers have been taken hostages in multiple prisons, intensifying the crisis. And here we can actually see a video of one of the explosions. This was the first one I saw today. Just absolutely massive. Uh, People posting this with the label basically saying, time to stop illegal immigration before this type of activity comes here. Other people saying, you know, maybe Naya Bukele can just take over all of Central and South America and clean all this up because obviously there's got to be action taken here, right? This is madness. 
you've got criminal narco cartels more powerful than the than the legitimate governments in South and Central America. Now, I'll be the first to point out that these states have been in a state of chaos for a long time, in no small part thanks to the intervention of the CIA and other American influences in these countries, purposely weakening them or cooperating with the cartels for means of immigration. And here's the craziest footage. This is the craziest footage that you're seeing right here. Gunmen stormed an Ecuador television studio while they were live on air. And you can actually see a guy holding what looks like a grenade or perhaps an improvised explosive device of some sort. You can see them actually pointing shotguns in the face of the television presenters. And so this was captured by people who were just, they're just watching, you know, some show and suddenly these masked men come storming in with guns and start holding the people on the show hostage. Total collapse of law and order in Ecuador. Apparently, uh, the police have arrested the Ecuador, uh, the people who stormed into the Ecuador TV studio. I'm not sure how you thought you were going to get away with that. And you're live on TV. But again, this is not this is not something that can be solved with a band aid, right? This is a an infection that is metastasized. This is a disease that infects the entire body of the nation. It has to be purged like cancer is purged with nuclear radiation. Now, B. Kelly did it, and he laid out the, the groundwork for how this is done. And maybe, maybe we need to do that. Maybe we'll do that in the first five of the next hour. We'll show the incredible speech by Naya Bukele where he talks about not just the need or the, the process that uh, El Salvador has taken to dismantle the gangs that were running rampant there and, and brought it to the highest murder rate in the world before his inter- before Bukele's intervention, but talks about the underlying foundational beliefs and morality that is necessary for a country to embody, for a, the government of a country to embody. Because again, you've got these guys who are police in Ecuador who are trying to do the right thing. They're outnumbered and outgunned by the criminals. And you have to think that as these police officers who have pledge their lives to defend the innocent and uphold justice in the country when they're sitting there on their knees with their hands cuffed behind their back and three guns being pointed in their face and this is the exact video the crew is playing now that I'm, I'm picturing when I'm saying this what you know what wouldn't this guy do to get out of this right now like what is worth sacrificing your life for the you know latest Guy who won an electoral victory? Are you going to put your life on the line for some corrupt politician? Are you even going to put your life on the line for a community if the community itself is composed of the very criminals that you're trying to expel? So Naya Bukele has approached the problem in El Salvador, the same problem faced by Ecuador, the same problem faced by Mexico, the same problem faced by any number of countries in South and Central America, almost all of them actually. You get right down to it. He's approaching this problem not just with authoritarianism, but with an underlying understanding of the ethics and morals that are necessary to inspire people to even want to stand up to this. 
right? Because what what is necessary to keep somebody like these police officers from just giving up and just joining the criminals? It's that it's it's faith in God. It's an understanding of of the point and the power of justice itself. If you don't have real sincere conviction in these things, uh, how, you know, somebody going to put their life on the line for a paycheck. Somebody going to put their life on the line and their family's lives on the line. Right? These are these are criminal narcotics games. They they won't just kill you. They they'll kill your whole family. They'll torture you. Right? They they won't kill you quickly. They'll make a spectacle out of it. So what would make somebody want to stand up against that? Well, the only thing that humans have ever been willing to lay their lives down on the line for the sake of, and that's these higher human values that we are rapidly losing in this country. So we're going to find that uh, speech from Naya Bukele to his police officers to understand what is needed now in Ecuador as the entire country is under a state of emergency as the narcotic gangs storm television studios, take police hostage, and flex their absolute control over and above the legitimate government in Ecuador. We'll be right back. If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements, so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war, but I guarantee you, you take this for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at infowarstore.com. X2.